hello there, friends. Welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright. I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. I've got a nice assortment picked out today. We'll hear some jazz bands, some dance bands, some blues pianists, some country singers. We're going to start, though, in San Antonio, Texas, on September 14th, 1937, a record made there by Bob Skiles and his Skyrockets. I've played some Bob Skiles records in the past and noted that Bob Skiles was really Robert Kendrick, born in Eastland County, Texas, in 1910. He was quite the multi-instrumentalist. He played fiddle, guitar, bazooka, saxophone, clarinet, even mandolin, and formed his band in the 1930s and became quite popular throughout the Southwest. It was Eli Oberstein of Bluebird Records who suggested he change his name from Robert Kendrick to Bob Skiles, at least on record, and I think Bob Skiles has quite a nice ring to it. Anyway, let's listen to the record. It's Bluebird B7447 called Napoleon Bonaparte.
And when it came to ladies, he couldn't resist very long. Oh, Mr. Napoleon Bonaparte, learned that love and war were just an art. Supposedly on radio and in live performances, Bob Skiles and his Skyrockets played in a more straightforward western swing style. It was only on their Bluebird records, at the insistence of producer Eli Oberstein, that they adopted a more comedic persona, something to emulate the Hoosier hotshots, who were then so popular on a competing label. So we get records like this one, Napoleon Bonaparte, recorded in San Antonio on September 14, 1937. A few years later, Bob Skiles and his Skyrockets would change over to the Deco label, and on those recordings they were afforded a bit more leeway to play in the style they generally preferred. Bob Skiles, a.k.a. Robert Kendrick, would live a long life. He died in 1998. Well, friends, if you're just joining us, my name is Brian Wright. You've found the Shellac Stack, a little program on which I play 78 RPM records, and I'm certainly glad you're here. I hope you'll stick around this hour as we listen to more 78s, and we're going to continue by transitioning from one famous emperor to another. So from Emperor Napoleon to a fellow known as Emperor Norton, the Emperor of the United States. (laughs) He was born Joshua Abraham Norton in England in 1818 and spent much of his youth in South Africa. He came to San Francisco in the late 1840s and was something of a businessman at the time, investing in rice, especially bound from Peru to China at a time when the Chinese were suffering from a a rice famine. Unfortunately, his investments were ill-timed and there ended up being an overflow of Peruvian rice destined for China, which sunk the price of the stuff, and he lost a lot of money and ended up in litigation for several years in the 1850s. When he emerged from all those lawsuits, he was a changed man. He had lost everything, was living in a cheap boarding house, but this did not stop him from declaring himself to be Norton I, Emperor of the United States. He issued proclamations calling for the dissolution of the United States government, and within a few years was also declaring himself the protector of Mexico. Now, you might think that people wrote him off as just a crazy person, and maybe some did, but generally, the people of San Francisco embraced Emperor Norton, and he was offered free meals at restaurants and treated deferentially wherever he went in town. People thought this was quite amusing. Emperor Norton reached out to Foreign leaders, people like Queen Victoria, not much success there, but he did manage to convince King Kamehameha V of Hawaii to recognize him as the sovereign of the United States, (laughs) and and, uh, generally carried on like this for the rest of his life. Something of a famous figure around the streets of San Francisco in the 1860s, 70s, and up till his death on January 8th, 1880. Now, Emperor Norton, among other things, called for the building of a bridge that would span the bay out in San Francisco, linking San Francisco to Oakland. And as we all know, that happened some 55 years after his death. And there's even a movement now to rename that bay bridge in honor of Emperor Norton. You can find out more about that at emperornortontrust.org if you are so inclined. 
But what does all this have to do with music and records? Well, up next I have Lou Waters' Yerba Buena Jazz Band, a recording made in San Francisco on May 27, 1946, a tune called Emperor Norton's Hunch. Thank you. 
to the doctors at the tailors too She got to that butcher's honey, she was through Lady Maud went walking in her sleep last night And she did all those things she never thought were right Talking about the dream she had It was a longer morning Sad lady Maud went walking In her sleep last night Then she did all those things She never thought were right
Montana Taylor with his own low-down bugle. That was recorded in Chicago on April 18, 1946, and issued on the Circle label J1009. Before that, we heard from Jack Sheedy's Dixieland Band, Jack Sheedy himself singing on his own composition called Lady Maud's Dream. That was recorded in San Francisco in about 1949 and issued on the tiny Coronet label J1002. I quite like the rhythm section on that record, and it's a really crisp-sounding vinyl pressing, too. All around a good, good record. Now, I don't know for sure who the Lady Maud was who inspired the song's title or lyrics, but there was a woman named Maud Alice Burke, born in 1872 in San Francisco, who later moved to New York and then on to England, where in 1895 she married Sir Bash Kennard, third baronet to become Lady Maud Kennard. She was quite well-known in social circles, and uh, if a bit irreverent, seems to have been generally well-liked. She lived on into the 1920s, 30s, and 40s, dying in 1948 at the age of 75, so just before this record would have been made. So perhaps she was something of the inspiration for it. And we started the set with Lou Waters' Yerba Buena Jazz Band, a recording made in San Francisco on May 27, 1946, Emperor Norton's Hunch, and we know quite a bit about the man who inspired that record. Well, my friend Richard in Washington, D.C., who listens to the Shellac Stack, is about to make a big move. He's been living in Washington, D.C. for the past, I guess, about 30 years now, and he's going to be moving in the next few days to Miami Beach, Florida. Well, <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me, Richard. I hope you have a successful move. And to send you on your way, I've pulled out some records about Miami. First, we'll hear from Eddie Paul and his Paramount Orchestra, a record made in New York on December 5th, 1935. Johnny Hauser is the vocalist on something called Moon Over Miami. It's on the perfect label, 6-02-05. And then we'll hear a song quite well known from the late 20s, Back in Your Own Backyard, Nothing about the song has much to do with Miami, but the orchestra is credited as the Miami Royal Palm Orchestra. It's really a band led by Doc Ross. It's Romeo 560 from about January 30th, 1928. Charles Barnes is the uncredited vocalist. And we'll finish up the set with Joseph C. Smith's orchestra in October of 1919. Their performance of something called On Miami Shore. It's Victor 18632. So three Miami records for our friend Richard Safe travels.
on my love and me So we can stroll beside the road Of the rolling sea Moon over Miami Shine on as we begin A dream or two that may come true When the tide comes in Hark to the song of the smiling troubadours Hark to the throbbing guitars Hear how the waves offer thunderous applause After each song to the stars Moon over Miami You know we're waiting for A little love, a little kiss On Miami shore
three records having something to do with Miami for our friend Richard, who will shortly be making the move from Washington, D.C. to Miami Beach. I gather he's happy about the relocation, and Richard, I wish you many happy years there. Well, as you may know, the last record that Jimmy Dorsey ever made in November of 1956, not long before his death, was So Rare. Now, the record itself is not rare. It was quite a big hit when it was released just after his death, but the song is called So Rare. It was quite popular, first in the late 1930s, and in this 1956 record, it's given an updated treatment to sound a bit more rock and rollish. It was issued on the fraternity label in early 1957 and sold very, very well. We're going to hear that record in just a moment, but first, we're going to go back to 1937, when the song was new, and hear it played by Carol Gibbons and the Savoy Hotel Orpheans with George Malacrino, the vocalist. Here's So Rare, two versions, first Carol Gibbons, followed by Jimmy Dorsey. Thank you. 
Listening to that record and comparing it with records he made nearly 30 years earlier as part of various New York studio groups, it's hard to imagine that that's the same man playing saxophone, Jimmy Dorsey. Yet there he is with So Rare from November 11th, 1956. We preceded that with Carol Gibbons and the Savoy Hotel Orpheans, their rendition of So Rare on Columbia FB1791 from October of 1937. I had a nice email this week from my friend Jihoon Sok in South Korea who asked if I might play more Boyd Center after hearing the Boyd Center record on last week's program. And in particular, he wanted to hear Hot Lips. Well, Jihoon, you're in luck. I do have a copy of that. It was pressed up in Japan on Columbia J1951, but the recording itself was made in New York on June 7th, 1927. Here's Boyd Center with Hot Lips.
Tanga Tanga. No waffles, waffles, waffles for mine. I'll cover them and smother them with syrup.
Back when I was about 10 or 11 years old and first developing an interest in 78 RPM records, one of the very first batches of records I ever acquired included Paul Whiteman's recording of that tune, The Five Step, and it became a fast favorite of mine. Ever since then, I've kept my eye out for additional recordings of the tune. This one was by Van Phillips and his band, made in London on January 7, 1929. Eddie Brandt was the uncredited vocalist on Columbia 5245. Again, the five-step. Before that, we heard from Irving Aronson and his commanders a really fun record called Waffles, as you might have guessed. That was Victor 20094, made in New York on June 23, 1926. Phil Sachs and a chorus made up of members of the band delivered the vocal on that tune by Fred Fisher and Al Koppel. And we started the set at the request of our friend Jihoon over in Korea with Hot Lips, played by Boyd Center, the clarinetist, along with guitarist Eddie Lang and pianist Jack Russell. That was made in New York on June 7th, 1927. A tune that goes back to, I think it was 1921, maybe 1922. That was, as I said, pressed up in Japan on the Columbia label J1951. I think probably first issued here in the States on OK. Well, my name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack. If you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, shellacstack at gmail.com. Feel free to send along any comments, suggestions, or requests that you may have. Okay, we're going to turn next to Ernest Rogers, who made a handful of records for the Victor label in the late 1920s. Most, if not all of them, recorded in Atlanta, Georgia, his native town. This one was made at the Illyria Talking Machine Company on February 17, 1927. It's called Willie the Chimney Sweeper. Ernest Rogers would go on to become a well-loved announcer at Atlanta's WSB radio station. We'll follow that with Jimmy Rogers, the singing brakeman, his rendition of Mother, the Queen of My Heart, a song that he wrote, recorded it in Camden, New Jersey, on August 11, 1932. Here's Ernest Rogers, followed by Jimmy Rogers, and as far as I know, no relation between the two. heard about Willie the Weeper Had a job as a chimney sweeper He had the dope habit and he had it bad Listen while I tell you about a dream he had Oh, oh He went down to the dope shop one Saturday night he knew the lights would all be burning bright Well, I guess he smoked a dozen pills or more When he woke up, he was on a foreign shore Oh, oh, oh. the queen of Sheba was the first he met She called him lovey-dovey and honey-pet she gave him a great big automobile With a diamond headlight and a golden wheel Oh, down in Honolulu Willie fell in a trance Seeing the dusky beauties do the hula dance His sweetie got in jail and Willie sure did shout When he got the news that she had wiggled out Oh 
Landed with a splash in the river Nile Riding on a seagoing crocodile He winked at Cleopatra She said, ain't he a sight? He said, about a day for next Saturday night Oh, oh He had a million cattle and he had a million sheep Had a million vessels on the ocean deep Had a million dollars all in nickels and dimes Well, he knew because he counted it a thousand times Oh, oh He landed in New York one evening late He asked his sugar for an after date Started to kiss her and she started to pout When bang, bang, and the door gave the blue bonnets grew I had the kindest old mother how happy we were just we two till one day the angels called her that debt we all have to pay she called me close to her bedside these last few words to say son don't start drinking and gambling promise you'll always go straight ten years have passed since that parting that promise i broke i must stay i started gambling for pastime at last I was just like them all I bet my clothes and my money Not dreaming that I'd ever fall One night I bet all my money Nothing was left to be seen And all that I needed to break them Was one card and that was a queen The cards were dealt all round the table Each man took a card on the draw I drew the one that would beat them I turned it and here's what I saw I saw my mother's picture And somehow she seemed to say Son, you have broken your promise So I tossed the cards away 
my winnings I gave to a newsboy. I knew I was wrong from the start, and I'll never forget that promise to my mother, the queen of my heart. Well, in the little time we have left, I'd like to play one for Graham, who's listening in Saffron Walden, England, who wrote me a very nice note this past week, in which he mentioned, among other things, that he really likes Benny Goodman. So here's a Benny Goodman record for you, Graham. Recorded in Los Angeles in August of 1939, the tune by Count Basie is called Jumpin' at the Woodside. Goodman and his orchestra jumping at the woodside for our friend Graham over in England. 
And it's about time for me to bounce out of here. I've had a lot of fun this past hour. I hope you have as well. Thanks again for tuning in and joining me. It's always a pleasure to have your company. I hope we'll see you next time for more 78 RPM records on the Shellac Stack. Until then, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you.